You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Hey guys, John here. I just want to talk about something for a minute. We actually have a Patreon up right now in full swing, and that is our $5 a month plan. It's called Movie Lovers Classics. It covers bonus episodes, reviewing classic movies like you're about to listen to right now with the uh, little Caesar review that we just did, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, shoutouts on the main uh, feed, early access to episodes, and then we also have all-access documentary series review, which is $10 a month. And that includes bonus episodes, Eli Roth's History of Horror, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, shout-outs on the main feed as well. And then that also includes our classic uh, movie reviews as well. And then our $20 a month plan is our VIP movie lover. And that also includes bonus episodes, classic movie reviews, interviews with independent actors, actresses, directors, and comic book writers, and it also includes movie lovers documentaries and early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, and shoutouts on the main feed as well. Go ahead, subscribe to the Patreon. We hope that we'll see you there, and always until next time, guys, bye-bye. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DiGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audiobooks, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audiobook and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to Daily News Digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have, they also have, finish, if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person. How-to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless. Hello, movie lovers. 
Hello, and welcome to another episode of Listen, Listen, Listen. I am your um, host, Karate Hold on. Uh, hold on. I think that you're on the wrong show. Uh, you're actually I on Movie Lovers Tonight today. Yeah, you are. Oh. You're, you're on Movie Lovers Tonight. So, oh, sh- should I go or should I? Oh, I'll stay. You should stay. You should stay, you should stay. stay because we're reviewing uh, The Mask, remember? So, oh, yeah. I've... Hi. Hi. How Hi. you doing, Carter? I forgot all about that. I'm fine. It's How okay. are you? I'm doing great, man. And, you know, I'm just glad to actually have you on the show. And as Curtis actually mentioned, he actually has a podcast called Listen, Listen, Listen. Tell him what Listen, Listen, Listen is all about. Listen, Listen, Listen is a show about nothing. It has no topic, no theme. It's absolutely pointless. It's just me speaking about absolutely nothing for a couple minutes straight. And that's right. It's pretty much like the Jerry Seinfeld of... A podcast. So, if you guys are into comical stuff, skits, and stuff like that, Curtis is your man to actually go to. And like I mentioned before, we are actually going to be doing the 1994 film, The Mask, starring Jim Carrey. This movie came out in 1994. This is a comedy. This also has, of course, a very well-known cast. It has Carmen Diaz in it. It has Peter Green, who plays uh, who plays Dorian Tyrell. This movie is just fantastic. I remember going into the movie theaters as a kid to see this film and our friends, my friends and I just mimicking Jim Carrey, just coming off the cuff with everything that he actually did. So what was your first introduction into this film? How did you find out about this film as a kid? As a kid, oh, back in the old days. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not sure if I can remember that. And uh, It was so long ago. I started... <laughs> I don't know when I first watched it, but I watch it probably every year as a tradition. It it's okay. a good movie. Yeah, it's a it's a good movie to watch. I watched it a few weeks ago. I've just watched a few scenes now. Uh, some of my favorite scenes. We'll speak about that later. But I I first watched it. I'm not sure. Around five years <laughs> ago, I'm going to say. I'm going to say okay. five years ago, but I wasn't actually into it and enjoying it until around two years ago. That's when I started watching it regularly. Okay. And another thing too is uh, this movie, like I said, stars Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey is this zero guy who is actually trying to impress women and stuff like that too. He's also an awkward person and basically everybody just doesn't even look at Jim Carrey whenever you actually, when he works in the bank. And then of course it's storming one day and then the lovely Cameron Diaz comes in to the bank and that's when she winds up just doing her Carmen Diaz thing. And they're flirting back and forth. Stanley Epkins yeah. is just this guy who is just a good, good around guy who just wants to actually date somebody and have his name out there. And, you know, that's one thing that I really appreciated about this film. He goes from a guy who has zero confidence in himself. And then all of a sudden the mask, just gives him that confidence to do whatever he wants to do. And yeah, one of the main focuses. So what scenes that actually stood out for you though, as far as the opening scene goes, whenever it's raining, you see Carmen Diaz and things like that. So what did you think about that? That scene? uh, I didn't really notice that. No, that's not one of the scenes I, when I think of the uh, the movie, I don't think of that scene, but that's a good scene. It sets smoking. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I uh, when I first yeah that first scene it's a good scene it sets up the whole movie as it goes along but the first movie when he gets uh, the mask and he puts it on and 
it's a metaphor for confidence. Mm, definitely. I'm guessing. That's what you didn't I'm think saying. I'd speak like that. The metaphor for yeah. confidence. It's confidence. Fancy. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But yeah, it definitely gives them some confidence, gives them a boost and a leg up, no pun intended. Uh, but yeah, it actually helps him woo Cameron Diaz's character. And I definitely loved the scene where they're actually in the Coca Cabana club and everything. And Jim oh, Carrey. Yeah. Jim Carrey goes Definitely. on ahead and dresses up like a, the mask and everything, and he actually has his full confidence. Before he gets into the Coco Cabana and everything, he they gets were kicked out. out. Yeah, they were right. throwing him out and kicking him out, and then he had a terrible car, but the second he uh, put it on, he had a nice car, and he got in without, and he pushed everyone out of the way. Was he throwing money? Yeah, he was, was throwing money. Thing? No, he was actually throwing money. He had Remember, he robbed the bank before actually going into the Oh, car. yeah. Yeah, so then he, he was with a nice car. Yeah. yeah. He had the limo. He had everything. He was just going over there, just making it rain with $100 bills and billions of dollars. And then all of a sudden, he goes into the Coca Cabana. He sits down, has his legs up and everything on the table. And that's when he his tongue starts rolling out when he receives Carmen Diaz, which is actually Tina. Yeah. And I just love the whole entire heart thump at the table and also too whenever he has the coyotes uh and everything coming out of him and then oh, of course yeah. he starts dancing with her this move this has so much good things with it whenever you look at energetic uh and everything else too of what jim carrey can do yeah and then uh, they start dan- uh, dancing and doing the scene uh, what is it hey pachuco yep Does that have a song hey. yeah hey. i actually have the contract you do yeah, I actually owned the soundtrack and everything as a kid. I had the cassette tape and everything too. And then also too, we're also gonna we also have his uh, neighbor though that's in this in this movie too. She's actually nosy. She also too she she ends up just putting down on Stanley for being loud and obnoxious and everything. And then Who, the neighbor, the person her. who owns the person who owns the apartment building. Yeah, the apartment building. Too. Oh yeah, that's also something else I want to actually uh, go back on though too before the Coco Cabana stuff. But we actually see where people are just bullying him, and he's just taking it because he's just a, a nice guy. And also too, even the scene where it sets up with uh, the people, the mechanics tearing apart his car, and you can definitely tell they're very shady mechanics. Because they're like, what's this yeah. part? I don't know. This looks like a $500 part. And they just throw it down on the ground like it's nothing. Then he also gets his vengeance on them by sticking yeah, some Yeah, he gets payback. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he, they, he winds up putting the mufflers up their butts and everything. Oh, too. yeah. It's just that, great. And then, right. Yeah, I, I like that scene. That was the first bit where he came out. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he did the tornado thing. He said, it's party time, P-E-R-T. Why? Because I gotta. Then he came out. Then he did the apartment building with a nosy neighbor. And then he went to the, where did it? Then he said the Tommy gun. Then, what? Uh, what was it? Yeah, then he did that bit. Then went to Coco Cabana. Right. And then he has that yellow suit on, like Styles Film says as well. He has that yellow suit on. 
And of course, he's also in his PJs though too, which actually makes it even funnier because the suit turns into uh, his PJs winds up turning into a suit. And then of course he he ends up kissing Tina. Tina uh, shoes just flies off her feet. Then of course you actually have Darnell's people that come in and into the thing and starts shooting up the club, and he starts yeah. acting like a mansion. Second that, favorite scene. That's my second favorite scene. Where he goes into all these characters, into the cowboy, yeah. Then they go, he gets shocked, and then he goes, <coughs> and he coughs, and then he goes, thank you, thank you. Right. He winds up coughing, goes, <coughs> he goes, you shot me, you shot me. And then all of a sudden, he you goes, shot and wraps me. <laughs> he wraps his arms around the vil- villain's hunchman. And at that point, he's like, <coughs> tell Auntie, and that. I love her. And then all of a sudden he goes, all of a sudden people are clapping and then it comes yeah. into the whole family award. He goes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. And that's a number. That's the main gif I use. Gif, gif, same thing. That's the same gif I use on Twitter. I use every day on Twitter. That's the only one. That's actually a perfect gift though for you though. I'm just going to say that because I, I can actually. Thank you. Well. Thank you. I thank you for saying that. <laughs> You're welcome. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought that scene was really well done and perfectly well orchestrated, of course. And then the next day, Stanley wakes up and the cops are banging confused. on his door. Yeah, he's confused. Yeah. He thought it was all a dream and stuff like that. And he sees the mask on the, of course, it's wood and everything. And of course, he throws it out. And then the a pile of money. He sees a pile of yeah. money in his cupboard. And yeah. he gets there. He's just confused. I don't. Yeah, he's just confused about what's happening, and is it is it is he he's scared of the money or scared of the people banging at his at his door? It's a little bit of both, if you actually think about it. Because if you think about it like this, number one, he's freaked out because he found billions of dollars in his closet. He does not know how it got there. He thought everything was a dream. At the same time, yeah. you have the cops, the detectives, banging on his door, trying to find out what happened at the bank, what happened with the club, and also too the PJs that they find. Like uh, because remember, he uh, the, there's whenever they shoot the tie off of him, it doesn't ha- actually have the suit on anymore. It transforms into the actual PJs. So yeah. So the detectives like, let me see your PJs. Oh, I threw them out. I won't have them anymore. <laughs> now, where do the clothes come from? Because he's only putting on a mask. Where do the clothes come from? That's what I, believe, I want to know. I believe the ma- that actually is a form of masculinity, but not only that, but also par- probably because of the confidence too. Because he doesn't, he has zero percent um, confidence in himself. So I believe the suit is actually there to actually show confidence in himself. I and see. Show power. Oh. And where did he get the suit from? Because he's just in the middle of a tornado and he suddenly goes in in BJ's and he comes out in the whole suit. Where does it come from? I believe it just comes from inside of his head. I believe that too are the cartoons that he actually watches though too. Because don't forget, he also has a collection of animated cartoons and things like that. So I think it's a little bit of everything that is all meshed into his head. And then what comes into his head comes out into the mask. What do you think? You make a good point. I think you're right. All right. 
So let's see here. Then, of course, we actually have, you know, him. His friends like, man, you should have been at the Coco Cabana, and I think it was just, it was just lit <laughs> and everything back in those days. He was just saying it was just awesome because of the way that everything was, and yeah. he's like, well, I'll, I think I'll go over there someday. And then, of course, of course, you know, he doesn't tell him that he's actually the mask. And then, of course, the detectives are still investigating him. And it's just going awry every single time whenever the cops are actually trying to investigate him. How and does then, he get rid uh, of the money? I've forgotten. How does he get rid of the money? He gets rid of the money by just, um, to be honest with you, he just keeps it in the closet. Because remember, he just had the money in the closet, I believe. He doesn't really actually get rid of it. So they don't they don't search? I forgot they who, don't, did they search? They were trying to search, but at that time, the partner's like, look, we don't really have anything on him or anything like that, so we're just going to have to leave. They don't even have a search warrant. He was just over there with his BJs and everything. He's like, I found these uh, and everything, and he goes, this matches up your pajamas. And then at that point, too, uh, Stanley also throws the mask out the window and everything, and then the mask comes back in. And then I also yeah. like the uh, with Ben Stein in there though too because he goes over to Ben Stein's pl- um, place who's actually a uh, archaeologist who studies masks, psychiatrist, or something. Yeah, yeah. And he's and, it's from Loki, and it only works at night. Right. And he goes, "Look, I'm going to show you something." And he goes, Ear. <laughs> and he puts it on. <laughs> so, ah, no, that it's not working. Let me try again. <laughs> it doesn't work. And he goes, Stanley. Doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Hold on. Detective Colloway was played by Peter Rigger. Great actor. I agree. He was he was a great actor and everything. He did a very good job of playing Detective Calloway. Matter of fact, I like the other scene where he has actually dressed up as like the Mexican mariachi guy who's going chick chicky boom chick chicky boom yeah that that, that was the scene i was going to speak about that's my yeah. favorite scene in the whole entire movie that's my favorite scene because he he does all these moves and the police just follow right that's uh, another thing yeah yeah he dances really he dances he swings from side to side he goes ay, 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 and then he goes around the place and oh and then he kisses at the end Wow. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember? And then he runs away. I don't, that's the best scene in the whole thing. Yeah, I thought that was one of my favorite scenes in that whole movie, though, to be honest with you. Because I also like the part where he's at the park at first with Tina. And he goes, Oh, Mademoiselle, I'm going to give you. Would you like a kiss? Oh, yes. and, then, and then he shoots a bow and arrow, I think. Bow and arrow in the heart. And then that's when Detective Holloway comes in, goes, if guess freeze. And then he freezes. And he goes, put your hands up, but you told me to freeze. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, he freezes. and he, Yeah, he freezes. And then what happens next? I think there's then, one more CGI effect before the big scene. And, well, they're actually searching him and searching his pockets. Because a bazooka. I have a bazooka. He goes, I have no idea how that got there. And he goes, a picture of Callaway's wife. He goes, what? <laughs> and he goes, well, you marry her. 
and then he slaps both the detectives, handcuffs them, and then he runs off, and then that's when he does his whole entire mariachi act and everything, too. Because remember, he also ends up chaining the doors of the alleyway. And also, he he also does like a Bugs Bunny kind of act, though, too, where he's actually hammering the nails on the wood as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. And to, yeah, I'm trying to block them yeah. from coming in. So yeah, I, I thought that was actually yeah. a bit. And then they're on the outside, and his eyes go wide like that. Right. And then it turns into the big scene. Hit it. And then the music goes on. Right. As a matter of fact, I actually bought the soundtrack for that one song. And That's the song why is I cool. It. It's called Cuban uh, Pete. Cuban yeah, Pete. Cuban I know, because I and watch it was, weekly. Right. That was actually one of my favorite songs on that whole entire soundtrack, to be honest with you. That's why I actually bought the soundtrack. Because at that time, I was actually into, I'm, I'm still in he- to heavy um, comedy and stuff like that. But I was going to try and use it as a talent show act or something to actually make my friends laugh. Because I actually like making people laugh. So, Same here. So that's why I actually bought the soundtrack. But that has so much charisma from Jim Carrey. On yeah. The way he actually can actually shapeshift his body into different things. The way he moves the way he acts is just great. Yeah. And uh, then at that time though, too, the newspaper woman, I forgot what her name is, but remember she, he actually sent in a newspaper article to the newspaper about nice guys finished last. And the woman from the newspaper winds up picking him up. He goes, Oh, Stanley, come in, come inside the car and everything. I'm going to help save you. But it turns out that she is actually just after it, after just a news story herself, so the way she can get popular, and that's when she yeah. Peter Green is actually yeah, they, being uh, yeah, and then she takes uh, she takes it, then uh, she gives it is it a boyfriend I don't, to the villain of the movie? She gives yeah. a mask to the villain of the movie. He wears it, so then eventually it gets to the dog. The dog wears it, and then finally he uh, Stanley wears it, right. But before all that actually happens, though, uh, Peter Green comes out with and everything, puts the mask on, and basically he's after greed, he's after power, he's after everything, right? So basically, that mask ends up showing their, his the darkest devourers that he actually wants. He wants greed. He I wants see. money. He wants control. He wants oh, it yeah. all. It, it shows a true character or who they right. want to be. Right. Except maybe. It's- Oh, it looks pretty. I'm reading this. It's okay. Also, Peter Green already looks pretty scary even before he gets the mask effect as evil Dorian. I totally agree with you on that one too. He is he is just a scary being at and everything else. He's this uh, mafia mafia also character who wants power, who wants greed, and that just shines through. And then all of a sudden, the transformation of his face is just scary and. I agree with you on that. Evil Dorian is just scary as hell. I'm just going to put it there like that. And then, of course, another thing, too, that I also want to mention, he also puts Stanley in prison because he actually rats Stanley out for robbing the bank. And then Tina goes, was that really you, Stanley? Was that really you behind the mask? He goes, yes. And he slides up to the thing. He goes, yeah, that was me. She goes, I thought it was you. And then, you know, they have this little romance thing. And all of a sudden, Callaway just comes in and just breaks up the whole entire thing. 
And yeah, it's okay. and then that, and, uh, that's probably why she switches sides. Then she switches well, sides there. Well, she doesn't really uh, switch sides or anything. At that time, Dorian just goes on ahead and... Wait, who, uh, which who are you speaking about? The journalist. Uh, no, I'm not talking about the journalist. I'm talking oh, about... Oh, I thought you speak about... No, the journalist is just out for her own self because she just wants a story. Yeah. So they're not like boyfriend and girlfriend. Tina's actually the girlfriend of Dorian. So basically, all she wants to do is get popular by actually turning Stanley into this mafioso character so that way she can get what she wants, which is just a story yeah. to get popular on. And that's all it is. She just ratted him out to Dorian for her own uh, needs and wants. Yeah. But as far as, uh, you know, as far as Carmen Diaz's character, Tina, she's actually just trying to get away from Dorian because of how manipulative he is. He's very controlling, abusive, and things like that. She wants a guy like Stanley and everything. She wants to be with Stanley, and she winds up getting kidnapped after Stanley tells her to go on ahead and uh, get away from him, move, move away from the city. It's no longer safe anymore. And that's when, you know, she, he actually sees Dorian kidnap her. And the guard is just fall, falls asleep and goes, guard, guard, you have to go on ahead and save her. And everything. And the guard is just passed out of sleep. And then that's when Milo comes over and everything. And he's he's been sleeping in that gutter since Stanley got arrested. So I'm going to let you pick up from that part. Sure. The part where he got arrested. You mean the part where he got arrested and he's in jail? Yeah, he's in jail. Then that's when Milo... Yeah, and then Milo's jumping up and down to go and... Yeah. Um, that's who I remember from that scene. I don't okay. Remember. That's who I remember. Okay. You carry okay. on with that bit. I don't remember that okay. bit. That's okay. But no, Milo is jumping up and down to get to Stanley. Yeah. So, finally, he jumps Oh, yeah, then he the comes in. He, he gets yeah. in. He gets the keys from the guards. He unlo- then he hands uh, Stanley the keys. Then he gets out. And I don't know where he goes next, to the Coca Cabana okay. Club. Well, another thing that actually happens, though, before he actually gets the keys, though, remember he gets- he's telling Milo, he goes, Milo, get the keys on the guard. Milo gets the cheese instead of the keys. <laughs> he goes, no, drop the cheese, get the keys. On That's so the impressive. Guard. That's impressive. How how does he know what cheese is? Right? Yeah. <laughs> and then he's just looking at him like, what? <laughs> and uh, let's see here. Uh, Styles Film says, I think it was Amy Gasback who played the reporter. Yeah, that was actually her. I just looked up at IMDb not too long ago and everything. That was her. I just couldn't remember the actual actress's name. So thank you for actually pointing that out, man. I do appreciate that. But yeah, um, but yeah, he ends up dropping the cheese, he gets the keys, and then he goes on ahead and hands the keys over to Stanley. And that's when Stanley winds up trying to go over to the Coco Cabana again. And then, of course, that's think... when we have that. Yep, that's when we have that whole entire shootout. Oh, yeah, and... then he has a whole shoot shootout, and then uh, he and then uh, he has a grenade, grenade launcher, he has an RPG, he has all these guns. I have a gun, not real. They... <laughs> I have a gavel too. Harmonica. <laughs> then, so that scene, and then uh, he's scared. They all run away, and then he shoots, and it's just a uh, sign saying "bang." A whole bunch yeah, of signs bang, and bang, bang. saying "bang." Bang, 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 bang. And right. I like that. 
Yeah, I love that scene too as well. Then of course we also have Milo who actually turns into the mask as well because remember they actually do get the mask off of Dorian and then of course Milo sticks his head inside the mask and then he starts tearing everybody to shreds, peeing on them. Then of course uh, chewing them and then, then Stanley goes on ahead, gets the mask, takes it off him. And then he transforms back into the mask. He has that striped suit on, like he was in the mob, the Italian mob type of thing. Then, yeah, see, he's in the mob. See, you want to mess with me? See, bang, 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 bang. Yeah. Then he goes back into his casual yellow, into the yellow. So back to black, seeing black stripes, and then into the uh, yellow, back to his original yellow suit. Right. Which I thought was great because I love that suit on him. I always love when characters are actually in black striped suits for some reason. I think it's just the Italian side of me because I'm also into mafia movies. But uh, that's that bit actually works out really well because remember, that's when also too she's uh, Tina's actually tied up to that palm tree, and there's a bomb underneath her, and Dorian is like, okay, one wrong route move and everything, and she's gonna get it, and then of course. He winds up draw. This is what uh, Stanley does. He winds up drawing out of uh, paint this little flush toilet flush thing and puts. Oh it on yeah, the yeah. Yeah, he flushes draws the towel and he flushes and it just goes all down. Right. Remember, and the dog and the dog swallows uh, the bomb. Is that that? Is yeah. that the next bit yeah. or this bit? Actually, it was actually Stanley that swallows the bomb. Because I remember this. He, go, he goes on ahead. Oh, yeah. Flushes them down. Yeah. He flushes them down and goes, that's a spicy meatball. And, <laughs> and then he goes, you see, kid, you're good. You're real good. But you're she. That's, you're a, that's a good impression. Thanks. That's a good impression. <laughs> but yeah, he goes, you're she, kid. You're just checking bats, you see. So, and he goes, all right, baby. He goes on ahead, takes the bomb, goes on his throat. He goes, and then, of course, he ends up burping out the thing and he goes, That's a spicy meatball. That's and a then, spicy meatball. Right. And then, of course, he, go, and he takes off his uh, black hat and he throws it. And then, of course, that's when he kisses Tina again. And then he realizes at that point, though, too, he doesn't need the mask anymore. Yeah. Either. And then he throws it away and it doesn't come back. Well, actually, this is actually what what happens. They're actually on the uh, bridge, remember? Yeah. They're on the bridge, and he throws it over the bridge. And the dog goes, get, and, the dog goes for it. And the dog is, well, his friend jumps inside the uh, river. And everything. Oh, yeah. And that's when Smilo was trying to keep the mask away from his friend. Because he knows, Milo knows that there's a lot of responsibility that comes with this mask. You yeah. Know? So I'm going to quote Spider-Man in this one. With great, uh, great power comes great responsibility. So with this mask, great power with this mask comes great responsibility. So therefore, Milo is just trying to keep him, keep the mask away from him. Because I think Milo also knows how his friend actually is. So he wants to keep that side away from him and also too at that time stanley has actually grown into the man that he wants to be because he actually yeah. has that confidence now he's got the girl that he's been wanting he's got everything that 
he's been planned out since the beginning of the film, where he winds up becoming this loser, this zero, and then he comes into this being a hero, and he winds up having the girl he wants. He has the confidence now to the point where he's like, you know what? I don't need the mask anymore. Despite the fact that everybody would be after this mask, just to have power, just have whatever they want. Yeah. But he's like, I don't need this anymore. I got everything that I need. I got my friend. I have my dog. I have my girl now. I don't need nothing else. So that's the thing that I got out of that concept. And then someone else goes for it. He throws it away. Doesn't come back because someone else is going for it. And they made a sequel. Yep. Styles Films says, love the voices, man. Funny. Thank you you. so much. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I, they did make a sequel out of it called The Son of the Mask. I remember whenever I heard about this back in fifth grade that they were going to make a sequel. It's, not, they it's, never did. it's nowhere near as good. No. But no. It's, it's different, but it's nowhere near as good. I think it's a baby who has it. The baby and the it's dog a, who has it. Yeah, it's a baby that actually has it. And that's actually Jamie Kennedy who actually plays the mask, who actually played in Malibu's Most Wanted. And here's the thing. I remember in fifth grade, like I was saying before, whenever I heard that there was some news about Son of the Mask. And I was actually excited about the fact that we might actually get another mask movie. And I wasn't sure if Jim Carrey was going to be attached to it or not. But then years later, we all, I don't hear anything about this movie at all anymore. And it's back in my college days when this movie actually came out. I'm like, okay, I feel like this movie is like too little too late. It missed the part. It missed the party when it should have actually had the P A R T Y moment, and <laughs> it. it why is that? Went uh, why is what? No, why is that? Why did it miss its moments? Because it's kind of like a question. Too, okay, so here's the thing. Usually, when studios wants to make a movie, they want to once they see the box office numbers. They want to make a sequel right away. We've seen that before, that whole entire process, right? Especially yeah, sometimes they, wait, sometimes they wait a year or two before actually right. starting it. Right. But they waited way too long to even do a movie. I mean, this movie came out in 04 or maybe 06, somewhere around that time. Oh. To the point where everybody forgot what the mask is, in a, in a sense. Nobody really uh, was clamoring for another mask movie anymore. And that's also the same thing that happened with Zoolander 2, why it did so poorly at the box office and things like that was because of the fact that they missed their marker when they should have ended up hitting the iron while the iron was hot. And so that's why it fell flat. And let's see here. Styles film. Yeah, that's true. Styles film, I don't know who you are, but that is true. A lot don't make it, but a lot do. Some some do get better. Uh, Avengers get better, but those aren't really sequels. Those are more like individual well, movies that make up a whole grant. Well, that is still basically I would actually consider that like a sequel with the well with the Avengers and stuff like that. But that's a franchise. You're looking at a whole entire franchise brand, like you mentioned. So you are right about that. But it is a whole franchise. With the mask, it's not a franchise. It's not a franchise film. It's just a sequel that's supposed to be just as good as the original film. And you can generate money if you hit when the iron is hot. It's like, hey, look, this movie made over four. Let's say, for instance, it made four million dollars, or on a two million dollar budget or whatever. Yeah. Let's just use that example. It made some money, but not enough money to actually generate anything. Which I could actually see why they might not actually do it. 
but let's see. Uh, Styles Film says, "Can you be a can you be a sequel that's better than the first movie?" I can I be a sequel. I can be a sequel. <laughs> to be honest with you, Terminator Two, like you mentioned, is awesome. It's an awesome. Film. Just, can I name a sequel though? Uh, Cars Two is, I think, just as good as Cars One. Uh, so, uh, what is it? Toy Stories, the Toy Story movies. The Toy Story movies are just as good as each other. Let's see here. If I have to pick a sequel that was just as good as the other, I would actually have to go with... I'm not going to go with Hangover because the Hangover 2 wasn't that great. I love the Hangover 3 over Hangover 2 because it was different. Ah, Let's see. If I had to pick one... I would actually have to go with maybe I'm going to go old school. I'm going to go a little bit old school on this one, but my childhood, which is Home Alone 2. That's a good movie, just as good as the original. Yes. And it was just as good. Then they went for a third and fourth. Then they went for a third and fourth with a a completely different bunch of actors. Didn't go as well. No, definitely not. And I get the fact that Macaulay Culkin was actually is older now and stuff like that at that point in time as well. So, I mean, they could have actually just gone ahead and used uh, him having a kid and he's actually going, and the kid is actually going through the same emotions that he went through as a kid being left alone. But they went with a whole entire different angle than what they did. But I yeah. See. I def- if he made the movie now, it would be called, Why Aren't You Home Alone? <laughs> that would be funny. If he made the movie now. Right. But I do have to agree with Styles' film, though. I mean, you know, Terminator 2 is such a great film and not the other sequels that followed after that one, but it's actually a great film that followed up with the first one with the originality, with the horror elements mixed in with the action. It was really great. Um, but yeah, back to this one with Jamie Kennedy with the mask. I just feel like they missed the marker. It wasn't as good. They tried to do the jokes. The jokes just didn't land that well. The mask didn't even look like the mask at all. It felt more like, to me, it felt more like, it felt like a plastic mask. I'm going to be real. It just felt like a plastic mask versus a rubber type of mask that Jim Carrey wore. Now, that could be because it was a plastic it one, but right. I see what you mean. Hi there. To me, it just didn't feel. It just didn't feel realistic to me. With yeah, the, uh, I w- I've only seen it once. I think I've only seen it once. It's nowhere near as good as the original, yeah. but they tried because they tried. because if they didn't do it, people would say we really want a sequel. Now they've done a sequel, they know it won't be as good. Exactly, and then also too, they also try to incorporate Loki into the second film as well, I, trying to do the mythology. Yeah. No, uh matter of fact, all Ben Stein did was acknowledge the fact that the mask is from Loki, the god of chaos. Yeah. And that. that's it. And that was perfect. You don't need to actually show Loki doing lo- doing things at all. Because I feel like you know, you can do a little t- just a little nod to the mythology and everything and keep everything simple. They were trying to overcomplicate something that didn't need to be overcomplicated. It's not rocket science, right? A guy puts on yeah. a mask, he winds up doing crazy things, 
And then, of course, that's when things start happening. Okay, Styles Films, what's, what did you say, man? It's Vinny, uh, Vinny here, by the way, from the Cash Mash podcast. Oh, okay. Uh, from the Cash Mash podcast, loving the discussion, guys, and definitely going to check out Movie Lovers Unite's podcast now. Oh, Thanks Cash for Mash. Me. Hi. Thank you, man. I, I appreciate you checking me out. I do appreciate it. Curtis is just a great guest. I'm glad to actually have him on the show. Uh, but yeah, I mean, for turning I just, up. I t- that's he. I told him about it just beforehand. Thanks for turning up. That's that's awesome, and I hope that you also check out the audio only podcast as well because those episodes are a lot different than the video ones. I did convert the video file formats into audio file formats. But there is a long list of other stuff that I did just for audio formats. So go in and check that out, man. But um, the best thing I like about video is on the audio, you, you can't see me do funny faces. Like, right, exactly. You can't, <laughs> you can't see my props. You can't see me actually play a harmonica. You can't see anything. But I Let's do see. like audio. You can Oh. Yeah, Tomiko asked this question. Do you think Jim Carrey reprised his role in The Mask, or which actor would be a good replacement? Well, we already got Jamie Kennedy, who replaced him once. But as for Jim Carrey returning, I would love to actually see some way or fashion to where maybe The Mask comes back into his possession. Maybe The Mask is actually afraid of somebody else's masculinity, of actually gaining that power that Dorian had. So therefore, he actually has to be protecting the mask, or yeah. somewhere. I think I think that fashion. would be a good idea. I think that would be a good idea. It'll be a bit like, I guess, Dumb and Dumber Two to Dumb and Dumber One, slightly older, but right. maybe nearly just as good. Not just as good, but close. You see, it'll be a- with Dumb and Dumber, right? And that's also another thing with Dumb and Dumber Two. I felt like. This I felt like it was a little too soon, a little too. It was too late to the party on that one as well. That movie came out in between ninety five and ninety six. If you wanted to make a movie to a sequel to that, follow it up two years later to nineteen ninety eight. So the way it, no, it, actually, I think it was a good idea to wait that long on that one really? because people really? missed it. People missed it, and they wanted to. They want sometimes after maybe twenty years, they want a reunion. That's why now so many shows are coming back as reunions. People want to see, see it again, so that's what they did. That's actually a good. Okay, I didn't think of it from that angle, Curtis. That's actually a good good point that you actually brought. Why? Right thank you. There. You're very thank welcome. You. <laughs> but thank yeah, you. Thank um, <laughs> but yeah, I do. I, I love Jim Carrey. I always want Jim Carrey to come back with a comeback, and I think he has with Sonic the Hedgehog. I haven't seen that movie yet, but I know oh, that it's he's a good movie. That. It's a good it movie. Yeah, I saw it the first week it came out. It's great. Okay. All right. I'm that, was about, that, that was the last movie I saw before everything closed. Let's see here. Curtis asked, are you excited about the new Ghostbuster movie this year? I'm going to let you take that one, Curtis, and after that, I'll answer him. I haven't actually seen the Ghost... I haven't actually seen all the Ghostbusters. I, I've seen clips of each one, Ooh. but as they've waited so long, how long has it been? Tw- 20 years? It's been about 20, year, 20 years. Yeah. So it'll be a nice reunion. Yeah. It'll be a nice reunion. So that's why they're bringing it back because it's a nice reunion. Right. So I think it'll, it'll do well. And I am excited. I didn't know it was coming out this year. Yeah. They actually had to push back the release date. It was actually originally supposed to come out last year. But with the oh. coronavirus and everything else that's been happening with this global pandemic, 
and stuff like that, they actually kind of pushed back that release date and everything because I think it was supposed to be coming out around July or August for us in the U.S. And they actually had to push that release date back. But for me, I'm actually excited for this new Ghostbusters because this is actually something that I've been wanting to see. I've want, been wanting to see the original Ghostbusters. And don't get me wrong, the 2016 Melissa McCarthy movie was bad and everything, but not as bad as I thought it was going to be. But you can't actually plaster that on the poster, right? You can't actually say, Melissa McCarthy's Ghostbusters. It's not as bad as what you think it is, but it's it's okay, you know? But It's not bad. It's a, they're they're but, all good movies. But here's the thing. They did. They tried doing this. Cameos that were forced into the ghost uh, into this Ghostbusters universe in 2016. Instead of making it its own original thing, with this one, you're actually incorporating new characters. You're incorporating Paul Rudd, who's a great comedic actor who has great comedic timing with everything. You're also getting the feel of the animated Ghostbusters as well with this too, because even with that part with the hearse, with the Gatling gun, with the gun, you know what I'm talking about? That was no, actually I do something not. That was, well, anyway. I do not. I speak anyway. Okay, but that was actually something that was taken from the cartoons. So they were incorporating some of the things from the cartoons, mixing that in, and also making things fresh. So I definitely love what they're doing with this. In 1984, the original Ghostbusters-style films was excellent. Um, Can you find out when it comes out this year? I just, I'm just interested to know. Stars film. Also, can I take? You know what? If if they want to do a reunion and he doesn't want to do it, I am, I am smoking ready to do it. He's already got. He's got everything ready. He's got the gavel ready. He's got the gun ready. I have everything ready. (laughs) Order! It's party time! Yeehaw! So yeah, he's he's locked and loaded. <laughs> locked and loaded. But yeah, I See. definitely have to say the 1984 Ghostbusters is actually one of my favorites. The first two films are one of my favorite Ghostbusters films. I'm a diehard fan of the Ghostbusters movies. I loved um I love Bill Murray. Bill Murray is just fantastic in this movie. Um, of course, the actor who plays Egon passed away, so he's not going to be in this movie. But you know, there are going to be tips and uh, tips of the hat to them as well, which is something that I can actually appreciate with that as well, because of the fact that even though he's not there, he's there in spirit. So that's actually something I can actually appreciate. But yeah, Ghostbusters actually is on my list of movies that I've been wanting to see. Um, but yeah, as far as uh, this whole entire idea about uh, Jim Carrey one might want to, if he does want to come back to play the mask, I'm sold on it. I, I like the idea of maybe a reunion, like you mentioned, Curtis, where yeah. people might be ready to. I think it's the right some... amount of time in between. Maybe an extra, I don't know, two years. He is doing extra things at the moment, so he's coming back. So you never know. Right. He might already be speaking about it. He might right. already I'm be all starting cool. to do it. Let's see here. June 2021 oh. for Ghostbusters Live. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I'm thank excited you. for it. You know I what? That's, I'm going to watch it when it comes out. That I haven't seen, as I said, I've only seen clips of the movies. Okay. And Star Wars, I've only seen clips of them. I I keep saying I need to. No, I keep saying I need to watch Star Wars because I want to watch a Mandalorian. But then I say I'm going to watch it tonight. No, you know what? It's too late. Tomorrow's a good night. <laughs> T- tomorrow never comes. 
<laughs> you know what? I'm going to watch it tomorrow. Tomorrow night, I'm going to watch it. Okay. But, well, tomorrow Not. night, you got <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow night, I'm busy. Next night. <laughs> okay. Best Jim Carrey movie ever. What do you have? Either, well, yeah, either this or Dumb and Dumb. Okay. For me, it's this one or it's going to be Liar, Liar. I like that. Okay. with the tank around the face. Right. Because the color of the pen is blue. La, 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 blue. Then the color of the pen. Blue. blue. <laughs> right. It's blue. The claw. The claw thing makes me laugh, though, too. It's yeah. That's a good thing. Jim Carrey does guest appearance on SNL as well as Joe Biden. He does a fantastic job. I saw job that. Some yes. people don't like it. I, I've seen on Twitter a lot of people don't like it, but I love it. Especially love the it. final one. Oh, Ace Ventura. Very good movie. That's All right. Yeah. Oh, right there. Yeah, I like it. And, I, and then he did uh, in SNL. Yeah, I don't think. Have you seen it in the very last episode? Because he doesn't do it anymore. Uh, he stopped playing the character. He goes, la who's her? Like that yeah. at the end. So I, I brought that. it back from Ace Ventura just for that. And you must be the Monopoly guy. <laughs> that was from the second Ace Ventura movie. Then also to... I've seen that. Yeah. I've seen both Ace Ventura movies. Me too. I, it was, I need... Ace Ventura 2... Well, what did you think of Ace Ventura 2 over the very first Ace Ventura movie? Different. I think I prefer the first slightly. Slightly because of the plots of it. But the second one is just as good and just as wacky. I agree. Is he crazy? So. Also, uh, let's see. I also love the whole entire uh, Mission Impossible theme song as he's actually trying to look for Snowflake in the very first movie. And then, of course, he's like, come here, Snowflake. Come here. Come here. And it's actually a shark that jumps out of the tank and not... Uh, and not uh, the the dolphin, which I thought was actually funny. Let's see here. Yeah, Cable guy. From, is it for the dark side? And Ace Ventura? Yes. yes. Now, my, and, Ace, and number two in the second one, I'm going to say my favorite scene in the second one is either where he's being introduced, uh, what, what he's about to do. He's being introduced to the case. Or is it the second one? Is it the second one when, where he goes uh, where he goes to Africa to do the tribe? The second one is the uh, one where he's in Africa looking for the bat and everything. Yeah, and, he's part and then when, he's, doing the and when he does a big when he does a big fight with a tribe and then he gets burned or something, it goes ah! <laughs> yeah. Right. Then there's also uh, yeah, where he's actually supposed to be white devil. Remember? They actually did the white devil thing. And then they're shooting white the devil. arrows and He's like this. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Tamika asked, yeah. what do you think about Jim Carrey's serious roles? Does he have good depth at range to you? I haven't seen them. I haven't you seen haven't? them. Okay. One of some, some, some are a mix. So uh, which movie is like a mix? One of them's a mix. Okay. I forgot to, we just said a second ago. I'm going to actually have to go on an underrated film that he played in, and that's the 
Spotless Mind. Uh, I haven't seen that one. Uh, Sirius said, Eternal have you seen... Okay, it's Go actually on. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is actually one of his serious movies that he's done. And he's got some great range when it comes down to serious movies. And that's one of them, especially when you actually have somebody that's actually going into his mind and wiping certain things out of his mind oh. and everything. Too. It's very good. That sounds good. Uh, my favorite, I just, yeah, uh, Tamika just said, that's what I was about to say, The Truman Show. That's a mix. Yes. That's a mix between the two, and I like it. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Good night. Right. And also, too, I just want to say this. I feel like The Truman Show was actually a, ahead of its time, because at that time, we didn't really have a lot of reality. That's actually the beginning of reality television. Yeah, well. but then, also, I see what you're saying, but there's also a part of it where it was at the perfect time. Right. It was actually sure. so there wasn't a lot of reality shows back then, but the parts of it says that that was a perfect time before anything big came in, but also whilst there was smaller stuff still coming up, right? But yeah, it was definitely a mixed bag of seriousness and also silliness, though, too. So I definitely yeah. love the Truman Show. That's... The Truman Show doesn't get enough love to me, yeah. It didn't, want... I don't think it won anything. That was a that was an Oscar snub right there. I remember watching him in an interview. He that's what he said. Then he did Man on the Moon. That's a mixture of both too. That's a mixture of both too. And exactly. Same again. We have a few more comments. Yep. Let's see here. Irene. Styles films. Me, myself, and Irene. He plays a split split personality. I actually love that movie. To be honest with you, uh, what did you think of Me, Myself, and Irene? Me, myself, and Irene. I I think I've seen a clip of it. Is that where he's in a soldier costume? Soldier he's outfit. Actually, actually he play, he's actually a Canadian police officer who That's is, the one. Yep. There was one scene clothes. I saw on YouTube from it. One scene yep. I saw. It looks good. I haven't seen it though. It's funny though, man. It's 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 funny. I love it. Basically, the whole reason why he has split personality disorders is because of the fact his wife winds up leaving him for somebody else. And now he has the kids by himself. All of a sudden, he develops this whole entire split personality persona and everything. Yeah. So it's very en enjoyable. It's very entertaining. Well, that sounds good. I need to watch that. I will watch so, it. There were, there were two comments we missed. Do you think they should do it? Uh, Ace Ventura 3, how would you write the plots? You go first because I need to think about this. Okay, so I would actually go ahead and put it in this. Jim Car Ace Ventura is pretty much on rock bottom after coming back from Africa and everything. He's not the top detective like he was. Nobody's really reaching out to him as much. So he starts... So We also have to make this thing kind of fresh though too. So he starts putting ads on Craigslist. He starts putting on advertisements for Ventura, Peck Detectives and stuff like that. All of a sudden, maybe like the NBA just winded up putting an animal as their mascot into the whole entire mix. Uh, and all of a sudden, the, um, all of a sudden that whole entire that animal gets taken and winds up being on somebody else's team or something around that area. Maybe he's actually investigating a rival team that would actually take the animal for their own pleasures and everything too. 
maybe they're trying to go in and steal them to actually get money off of it or something like that. And different. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking maybe do it around the basketball, uh, do a basketball theme out of it and have maybe a rival team stealing the, uh, stealing maybe the Chicago Bulls mascot or something like that. That would be good. I just came up with three ideas. So okay. uh, I liked your idea about the Craigslist at the beginning. He puts himself on Craigslist because that's uh, new. Then either he he has his own parrots, I think, or cockatoo or something. It's a type of bird uh, or a pigeon. I'm not sure. He has a bird. That, so his own animals get stolen. That could be fun. Or uh, some keep so back to the Craigslist. He goes on Craigslist. Someone contacts him, but from the White House, and maybe the president's dogs have got stolen. So, and then he does all these wacky things with the president of the United States, and then that would be crazy. So serious and crazy combined. That would be a good third sequel. I would. You know what? Though I think I would watch your movie. Though I think I would actually watch the one with the White House one. Yeah. White House goes on Craigslist, they contact him. White House, uh, the president's dogs have been stolen. He has to go find it. Let's That'd see, be Tara's good. Hello, Tara. Hi there. Hi there. Nice but to yeah. meet you. <laughs> uh, that was yeah, what... Think, what would you name that title, though, for the White House one? Uh, tight. Because uh... we already have Olympus has fallen, so maybe we can. Uh, yeah, and then White right. House down. Yeah, White, but right. that's already been taken. Uh, right. It's when tour when president calls or something. <laughs> just, I I'm think these old movies. Ace Venture, uh, ex, executive. May yeah, something like that. Ex, executive <laughs> okay. stolen or something. Uh, okay. you like those? Thank you, Tamika. And then there was one more comment we missed. When he crashes a deep jeep into the parking space like a glove that is a good bit that's one of my favorites that is a good bit i remember subway when back in the 90s when ace ventura when nature calls was actually getting started and they were trying to promote it so they actually had a subway commercial where jim carrey is actually driving the jeep and he's actually flipping the uh jeep over into the subway parking lot and i thought that was actually pretty funny I didn't um, see that. Yeah, I think you I might be able to find that on YouTube. But yeah, it's like an old 1990s commercial and everything is funny. Then uh, let's talk about what nature's called for a minute because I actually liked a couple of scenes. I like the part where uh, the er, the all everybody's actually having a party because of the fact he's actually leaving that temple, the Buddhist co- uh, colony that he's actually at. And there's this one guy that comes in briefly and just wa- and is just running around naked he goes i've never seen the mac like that before but yeah and then all of a sudden well, the thing with uh, then the slinky going down the stairs just I... slinky slinky everybody loves a sneak wait slinky. are you speaking about the second ace ventura yeah yeah that's in the second ace ventura film which parts i've forgotten that scene that was at the beginning whenever the guy is over there trying to get him to come into the jungle of and when nature calls and He's yeah. in a Buddhist uh, colony on this very huge temple, oh, and yeah. and then of course they're actually loving the fact that they're that he's actually leaving, so they're having this big old huge party, 
And this one guy is just naked. He lost his robe. I don't know what happened to him, but he's over there just having a good time. And then Jim Carrey just looks over to his right or whatever. He goes, i never seen them act like that before. And then finally, he uses the slinky to go all the way down the stairs. Yo, slinky, yo, slinky. Everybody loves slinky. Then all of a sudden, last step, the slinky stops. It was almost there. He goes, oh, we can try again. <laughs> And then that, the guys I've completely <laughs> forgotten that bit. I've forgotten that bit, but so he's going downstairs inside of a slinky, or he is a slinky. Hold on, that is Ace Ventura's subway commercial. Oh, that's a subway. Um, com- oh, that is that no, is no, a no, commercial. Chicago, Chicago, I think. I'm not sure. I think that I'm not sure what to make his meaning. Chicago, Chicago. <laughs> Then there's also the oh, part on the sheesh. is that a quote from the movie Shika Sheesh Kebab Sure Chicago is that a yeah quote? That is. I need to catch up on those movies. <laughs> but yeah, that's actually a quote from that. But I also like the other part where they're actually traveling over to the jungle as well, and the woman is the flight attendant is like, "Want some peanuts?" Because I have mine in between my legs, but I prefer mine on a carry on. It's just peanuts and just, just <laughs> let's see. Um, oh, okay, Those are okay. All three bits. Put a link okay, in the comments. Thank you. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. I will check it out. <clears throat> those are those sound like great scenes, and the those are great scenes from the movies. Again, I need to watch it. So instead of watching the Star Wars movies tomorrow night, I will watch those movies tomorrow night. And then I will somehow okay. move the Star Wars movies to the night. No, I will watch the sequel. The night. I will eventually watch Star Wars. Okay. So I think that's pretty much everything that we wanted to cover as far as the mask goes. I, we enjoyed interacting with everybody on here and everything. We do appreciate everybody coming in here and actually commenting, talking to us. This is what I love about the stream yards. I love just talking with us to our guests and everything too. And also to the fans of this page. Uh, let me take a look and see if we, if we might've missed anything, <clears throat> but so far I think we covered it. We all. missed, we but, missed a yes. Dot, dot, dot. LOL. We missed that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Styles film says yes. LOL. And that's pretty much it. So that's all of it. Um, so I have a quick question for you, Curtis. Where can Go everybody ahead. reach you at, at on, on your on your podcast? Not on my podcast because you got confused earlier when you thought that this was your podcast. Oh, yeah, so, and then so and then you dragged me into your doing your show, and here I am. Right, but exactly. <laughs> you can find it. I think my link is in the description below. It should be. It should be below in the description. But you can find it on Apple. You can find it on listen, listen, listen on Spotify. You can find it. Anywhere you get to your podcast, you can find it there and there and there and there and there. You can find it everywhere. Uh, you can find it any way you like. Great show. Thank, Thank, you. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I enjoyed and, it. I'm glad you did, man. I'm. I, you know what? I want you to be back on here again. I had a blast doing this with you. Another thing, too, guys, is this. We actually have a GoFundMe page for Movie Lovers Unite. How do you do that? Go on ahead and click the links below and everything. You can actually donate to the show if you actually choose to do so. If you don't want to, that's okay. That's perfectly fine, too. Another thing, too, is we actually have a movie 
page for all your entertainment needs and wants. And that's actually www.movieloversunite.com. You can catch Tamika and I doing movie reviews there, typing up different articles that we actually find with movie news. We also have uh, another thing, too. We're actually, actually sponsored by Audible. So go ahead and click below and everything if you want to get a 30-day trial from us and if you want to do some reading instead of watching some movies. And then, of course, you guys can follow me on Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Facebook. You can also follow me on Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Instagram and also on Twitter at Movie Lovers Unit. And, of course, you can follow me on John DiGorio8 on Twitter as well. And as a matter of fact, tonight I'm actually doing an audio only podcast review of The Sopranos season four, part two with Mike Perkins. That's actually going to be dropped tomorrow for our Mafia Talk Monday for our season four of The Sopranos. So stay tuned for that. And I'm also going to have my good friend Vic with me on Tuesday night talking about The Sound of Metal. And Tamika and I are actually doing something tomorrow as well, where we're, oh. it's mostly for King's birthday. So we're actually going to be doing a documentary review for one of the documentaries for Martha Luther King. So go on and check that out tomorrow night at seven, at seven o'clock central time, eight o'clock Eastern time, or it might be actually eight o'clock central time, nine o'clock Eastern time as well. So that's everywhere that you guys can actually catch this. You can catch the audio version of this on wherever you get your uh, uh, platforms and everything for your audio. Always until next time, guys. Bye-bye.